The Ebony's and the Ivory podcast is a bi-weekly dialogue with Dr. Dejalon Jackson-Bell and Dr. Lakeitha Poole. Through the EITI podcast, we plan to promote our mission of dispelling myths, rewriting narratives, and championing women of color in higher education. All views expressed through this podcast are our own, do not represent any entity with which we are affiliated, and is for educational and entertainment purposes only. For more information or to set up a consultation, visit our website at www.ebonysintheivory.com. You are now tuned in to Ebony's in the Ivory. time go i don't i really don't know i don't know at all but as you can see i'm here with my lovely co-host dr paul hey friends and i'm dr bell for those of you um who may be new to the podcast Mm -hmm. um we want to make sure if you are new that you subscribe to all of our various social media platforms we have soundcloud and apple Podcasts where you can actually listen to the podcast um and then please follow and like us on instagram and Facebook at Ebony's in the Ivory. Follow us on Twitter at Ebbs in the Ivory. And be sure to check out our website at www.ebonysintheivory.com. It is mobile friendly for your phone as well, where you can find all of our previous content and get caught up on all of the great things that we have been doing. Yeah. So, Dr. Poole, do you want to take it away? Yeah, sure. I'm excited to kick off season three. Um, and ironically, like Dr. Bell mentioned, like it's the first episode of the decade. It's the first, you know, episode of the new year for us. And a lot of times this is the time where most people are trying to kind of jumpstart their year and yes. get things into gear. I know I'm trying to do that. We were just before we hit record talking about just all the life stuff that we're trying to keep up with. And yeah. it is only the second week of January. So, <laughs> so, um, you know, life gets crazy. And so. I think in um, all appropriateness, this topic will maybe help just um, help us just as much as it's going to help hopefully those of you guys listening. Um, And so this week's episode or this month's episode is the shake back, um, getting back on target after a hiatus. And so for some of us, you know, that hiatus might be like a holiday break. Like we were just talking about, we both work in education, so we get a small break, but uh, while you appreciate it, it can be really hard to just get back on track with sleep schedules and cooking yes. and getting home and writing and working and recording a podcast. And so <laughs> just being able to get on track um, can be difficult. And so we wanted to be transparent and realistic about that. I know that that 
typically for me is my struggle at the start of every semester, not just like because it's a new year, but just the semester itself. Um, except summer, summer just always feels so fancy free, but whatever. (laughs) So, (laughs) but we're not there yet. We got a couple more months. So, um, so the shake back is real and we definitely need to kind of address that. So if you haven't checked it out already, um, make sure you go check out the blog, um, and really kind of get some more details about what we're going to be talking about today. But, um, we want to be able to share our thoughts on the shake back and how we shake back. And so, even though a lot of times, um, those of us who are, you know, in higher ed, whether you work in higher ed or you're a student, um, in most cases, we're like achievers. And a lot of times when you want to achieve a goal, you know, you use that excitement and that drive to kind of like get it done and um, power through. But sometimes that's just not enough. Like sometimes you just have so many things to do that you're like, I quit. You are reading my life. For the 2020, reading your life. (laughs) So, you know, it it can be easier said than done. And I know that this has been my like struggle probably every year since we graduated. Like, so, so, so 17, 18, 19, and 20. uh, (laughs) Um, (laughs) the start of the year has been just interesting. So, um, and trying to get motivated, you know, sometimes you have to like take a little time off, which is like I said, sometimes for us, that's a holiday break for some people. It maybe is to like start a family or maybe you get married or maybe you like finish your program like we did. And, um, you know, that too takes you kind of off the rails for a little bit. Um, but maybe you also maybe make a career change. Um, and then ultimately, cause obviously for both of us as therapists, we always are talking to you guys about making sure you care for yourself. And like, sometimes you have to like kind of mute everything and turn everything off so that you can check out and check in with yourself so that you can get back on track. So whatever the reason is, um, you know, that you had to, it was obviously necessary and something you needed to do. But once that break is over, you got to get back to work. And the shake back to get back is really hard sometimes, um, but it's not impossible. So right. you can also take that advice from us as well. We've done it. We need to do it again. But, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but we, we know, we, we know, we understand. And so, um, I just wanted to share some of the thoughts that I usually have when I'm trying to like, power through and kind of get back on track. I'm like literally going through this now, uh, which is why I was able to write about it for you guys. And so being able to kind of use these steps and we're going to talk about it some more because I definitely want Dr. Bell to share how she shakes back and like what's her kind of go-to methods to be helpful. Um, So I want to share a couple of things just to kind of help you figure out what do you need to do to get yourself in gear um, and really just get back on track so that you can, you know, follow through after you've taken that little hiatus. Um, so the first thought that I have is figuring out how you can create a plan. Like you need a plan um, because if you try to go into this blindly, life is still happening around you and it's just going to be really, really hard um, to just get back to it. And so uh, what's important is that you consider all of the significant things that you really want to get back to work on. So like, what are the most important? What matters the most? Um, are they able to be achieved in like the time frame you're thinking? So for some people, that task might only take somebody a month. For somebody else, it might take somebody three months. And so just being able to have a plan of what that looks like um, can be really, really important. And I always start with just writing out a general list of items um, yeah. of what I need to do. So whether that's like 
conference proposal submissions or drafts for, you know, potential articles because those are, you know, draining. And so, um, and so whatever it is, or even just like stuff I want to have like done in my house or something, like whatever it is, is just right. being able to kind of know what, what's, what, what are you attacking? Like what is, what's your game plan? And so just creating a plan is really important. Um, number two, my tip number two, um, is to just get organized. So once you have this list, you really have to go through the process of kind of like ranking the order of these tasks because some things you're just not going to be able to get done in, um, a certain amount of time or in, within a certain time frame, or they're just not that important. They might feel important because they're on your mind at the moment. Um, and you just feel like, you know, you need to get it done. But if you are not able to get organized and go through that process of ranking those tasks, um, and prioritize, prioritizing them, um, particularly into like maybe segments of like what needs to happen when in the year, um, it's going to pile up and overwhelm you. So one of my favorite things to do, and this probably started actually when we were in our doc program, I used to, um, with both. Um, Dr. Vasquez, who's been on the podcast that you guys maybe remember, um, and Dr. Baker, who hasn't been on podcast, but probably could be because we should yeah. get her perspectives on connecting with women of color and what that could look like, um, as an ally. Definitely, definitely. Um, but the two of them, when we would go for our residencies, uh, for our program, we, everybody else would like have dinner and then people would leave and go back to like their hotel rooms or back to their rooms. And we would get in somebody's car and, um, go to Barnes and Noble and would spend probably like two hours finding the right planner, the right notebook, whatever that person's kind of preference was. I am a like planner person. Like I like to have a paper planner that I can write stuff into. I put everything in my phone, but it's really nice to just be able to lay that out week to week for yourself. And so for some people having that brand new planner or notebook or journal um, or dry erase boards, I'm a fan of those too, um, just to kind of like organize and map out these things that you have on this list is just a great place to start. So again, it may not be that you are that weekly planner person where you have to write everything out, but maybe a huge dry erase board with just your full list of stuff on it that you can cross off or check off. Um, could be enough for you. So, um, my favorite is like, if you are going to do a planner or a notebook or something maybe handwritten is anything that has like some type of motivational, like quote or inspirational message included. Cause sometimes you have to draw on that. Like you have to pull on those like little reminders, um, to be able to do that. So my planner from 2019 had that and I would forget some weeks to like look at it and I would go back a few weeks if I've missed it to just kind of read them and be like, okay, you can do this still. Like, all right, it's July. Okay. It's yeah. October. All right. December is the last month. Like, what are you going to do, you know, to kind of finish strong? And so anybody that loves that sort of thing, like it, it's probably a good idea to figure out what that can look like. Or for you, it might not be in your planner, but maybe you need to have a quote or something like that on your mirror in the morning, a sticky note. Yeah. Um, or, yeah. you know, I'm what I do in the mornings before um, getting out of bed, I always, my alarm on my phone goes off if I don't wake up before it. And um, I open my Bible app and I read like the verse of the day before I get out of bed. Um, and depending on how much time I have, I might even read one of the sections of, I'm usually Dr. Bell and I know this cause we follow each other on this app, but, um, 
one of the days of like one of the plans I'm doing, like I'll go ahead and knock one out. And then I usually am doing multiple plans at once and I might do the other one that evening or something like that. So whatever that is. And so that for me is like my way of saying I got a lot to do today, but this is what I want to do to start my day off and feel like I've, I've organized my thoughts around the message that I want to go into this day with. So any sort of inspiration for you that you can pull um, figure that out, like figure out what that is. Um, and then I also know, and I'm trying to become one of these people, but it is just struggle. I'm like a 30 year old person. Like there's a 60 year old trapped inside of me because I just, <laughs> I do not like technology. I like, I, do, I realize it more and more. I like technology, but I just can't, like, I don't update my phone. Like Dr. Bell knows all this stuff. Like my phone has to break and probably catch on fire for me to like, want to trade it out. And so, um, but I do know some of you guys are techies and like, you want to keep up with everything. So if like a paper planner or a notebook or journal isn't like right for you, like there are tons of like digital and web-based, um, kind of organization lists and task yeah. management systems you can use to kind of like keep yourself organized on the go. So that is one of my goals on my list for this year is to like, just become more, tech savvy. So there's things like Evernote. Um, there's OneNote, like in Microsoft Office Suite, if you have that. Um, I'm not a Mac person, so I don't know what they have, but um, I'm sure there's some type of notebook-ish. <laughs> they have sticky notes. They have oh, yeah, sticky notepad, notes. all of those things that you could do. I got y'all. Right. I was like, Dr. Bell got y'all. I don't know. <laughs> but anything, whatever you need to do, like you have to know yourself well enough to know like what's going to hold you accountable so that you can be right. organized in the way that you need to. Um, and then two more tips and then we're going to chat. Um, the third tip is to establish a reward system. So um, again, we are therapists and so we believe in positive reinforcement. And so it is very real people. Like the more you are able to reward yourself once you stay on track and give yourself sort of that pat on the back in whatever form, the easier it's going to be um, to be able to like want to do that action more and more, whatever that is, whether that's getting on a writing schedule or being more organized, you know, at home in your home life, or if that's a work task, um, really being able to make sure that like, as you work to get yourself on on track, um, there's going to be like all these distractions. And so if you can find ways to reward yourself, um, and kind of, I always say plant small rewards, like into your week or into your day, if you can, day is really hard, but like at least a week, um, that you find something to reward yourself. So even for us, and we've told this story probably a bunch of times, but we will always like, um, somebody would bring like snowballs or, uh, Chipotle or whatever somebody wanted during a writing session so that yep, some chips, anything (laughs) just to keep you like motivated. And like we said, plant those small rewards. And so for some people, and this is true for me now, like for me, I might like plant a day off that might still be two weeks out, but I know that that's the thing that I'm working towards. And so it allows me to be able to be like, all right, today is the 14th and I have a day off on the 27th. So that's 13 days away, you know, and you just kind of like give yourself um, that sort of reward. And then when that day actually comes, you actually take that day. Like, don't try to um, squeeze in, oh, I got one more task to do, or I got, you know, like actually take it so that your brain and your body responds to it as positive reinforcement for your hard work and not kind of like a trick or a scheme because eventually it's going to stop working because your, your brain's going to be like, no girl, you're not actually taking the day off. We know like, 
you you you're tricking us and so just being able to figure out what that small reward is so for everybody it might not be a day off it might be um getting a massage might be movie night it might be like a you know checking out from social media for a little bit or something like whatever you feel like is a drainer getting an escape from that is always nice so um you know just as you go on that journey like and try to get back on track with your productivity, just making sure that you're like reinforcing the positive emotions of the tasks that you are doing. Because if you're working on it, then it's important to you. And so you want to keep your emotions positive and like stay as motivated as you can. Um, And then last tip that I have is like, just get disciplined and get to work. So I usually have to like, just talk real reckless to myself. Um, and it reminds me of my dissertation chair. Shout out to Dr. Williams, Cyrus Williams. Um, cause he would talk so reckless to me, like <laughs> for three years. And, um, in the moment I would be looking like, excuse me, like this man yeah. talking, but I realized that he's like, you're full of excuses. Like, just, like, just do it. You know you can do it. You have everything you need to get it done. Just do it. And so, um, I know, right? Same thing. Yeah, <laughs> they rec- they real reckless. Hopefully, you have a reckless chair or committed yes. person in your life because um, you're gonna need them. And so, um, so yeah. In the words of my favorite sneaker brand, Nike, you just gotta get out there and do it. Um, sometimes you know you be switching though because I feel like Adidas about to be my favorite because you know I- uh, Ivy Park. Um, but anyway, so. <laughs> So, you know, you just never know. But I do have a lot of uh, Nike in my closet. So we'll go with them for today. Um, so, of course, like the first, I, we, I've mentioned all these tips, but to be honest, you really could flip this last tip and make it your first one and say, like, uh-huh. the most important step is like, get in there and just decide, like, okay, I'm doing this. And then you could follow it up with getting organized, making your list or whatever. So it can fit wherever, but just being able to kind of know that. Once you make that decision and say, it's time to get back on track and like really just get about your business, um, you, you'll just do it. Um, there's, there's usually always some moment where you're like, it's make or break and I just need to get in there and do it. And so it's not going to be easy to like, you know, try to, um, discipline yourself in a way that feels, um, I don't know, completely opposite to what you've been doing, which maybe has been slacking in in my case sometimes. And so really understanding though, the reason why this thing is feels so massive or feels like such a big thing or important thing to do is because it's probably tied somehow to either like your life's work or your life's calling or your purpose. And so it's hard, right? Like you want to feel like you're doing good at the stuff you've been gifted with. And again, that doesn't always mean that we're talking about um academics like it's being right. a good mom being a good wife being a good friend and like those right. are things that make us who we are as well so it's definitely not easy like standing firm on that and kind of like you know bringing down the hammer on yourself a little bit um but a lot of times when it is personal it makes it much easier to really get back to the shake back because you're kind of like, I'm doing this for something that is usually bigger than yourself. And so when you feel that kind of, um, I hate to call it pressure, but it kind of is, then you're able to just kind of get in there and like hunker down and get to work. Um, and that's the key is just being able to tap into why is this significant and important to me so that you can get disciplined and then just get to work at it and do what you got to do. So those are the ways that I 
have been able to um, have my moments of shake back. I mean, I need to shake back right now. So I'm, right preaching, now. To, I'm preaching to myself <laughs> too. Because um, I am full of distractions, Jesus. Listen. Uh, <laughs> Listen. Okay. So I really um, am talking to myself too. I'm talking to y'all, but I'm talking to myself. Um, and so those are just things that have worked for me in the past. And I'm going to try them again right alongside of all of you uh, so yes. that we can get back to it. But I want to hear Dr. Bell's thoughts as well. Um, I know she said I was reading her whole life a few minutes ago. She in my business. <laughs> I went, um, I was in Louisiana for like the whole break basically. And it was like laissez-faire. And it was also like laissez-le-bon-ton roulette. Like, <laughs> like I was eating and drinking mm-hmm. and chilling. And I had no responsibilities. And I was at my mom's house. So, like, I didn't have to do anything. Everybody was doing everything for me because they were happy that me and Reed and my husband were home. So, like, I was, like, big chilling. Mm-hmm. And then I had to come back to reality. And this is a very busy season. Mm-hmm. Um, and and my, my place of employment right now, like, is super busy. Like, we all know that the spring is, like, you know, like, you have to, like, like hit the ground running, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I have, it's, it's been nonstop. Um, and it's going to be nonstop for the next couple weeks and maybe leading into February. Um, so I've been on the struggle bus. Yeah. Um, my baby is teething. Um, we, if you can hear me, I'm getting over a cold. Either he gave it to me or I gave it to him. Um, <laughs> so I've, I've been out of commission for a couple of days. So normally, um, you know, I start the year on fire, watch service, all of those things, and then life kind of hit, um, and the motivation kind of doing a little bit, um, so I appreciate, you know, this topic and talking about this, because this is real life, and we have to be transparent and open and honest mm-hmm. about how, you know, we came into the year 2020 vision, we get this done, and this done, and this done, and it's like, you hit the wall, what, it's a, it's a term, I don't know what it's called, January something, um, know. But I it, need to it, find it, out what it, it is. It's a coin term. Like, I don't know if it's January blues or whatever it is. Like, the hype of the holidays dies down. And mm-hmm. then you're like, okay, the magic of the holidays, the magic of the new year. All of that dies down. And then you're like, you're faced with, like, real life. I, I don't know what the term is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, this is where we are. So, it's very important, like you said, that um, we, we get our bearings. Um, and, you know, we just do it, as I like to say, make it happen. Um, so what I, what I will do, um, mm-hmm. after, cause like I said, Dr. Fool has gotten me together. <laughs> I need to first set my, set my intentions. I've thought them through. I need to write them down. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's very important. I feel like writing the vision and making it plain is very important mm-hmm. to me. Um, and then, um, for me personally and my like personal faith, like giving that to God, um, and us, you know, reasoning together and having a conversation about that together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Um, just kind of like trying to set those things in motion, like you said, like breaking it up, making those smart goals. Um, cause in the past I've, I've written things down, but there was nothing keeping me accountable to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm going to write it down, like, what are you going to do it? How, what do you need to do? Even like, like doing some introspection, like, was this something that you were supposed to do last year? What are you so afraid of? Like what's holding you back? Cause yeah. you're capable. We're all capable of doing things, right? Yeah. Like we, we have the intellect, we have um, the emotional stability to get things done but like like you said it's something sometimes it's, it seems like a herculean task mm-hmm. um, because it's tied to our destiny 
Um, and it's tied to something that we need to put out in this earth. Um, so it's a battle to do that. So, um, like, like, like figuring out, like, what's the hold up? Like, what's the obstacle there mentally or whatever? Um, and then, um, like you said, tying a reward to it. So, like, I think, like, like you said, weekly, like, my, it's, it's crawfish season. Like, <laughs> what it is. So, like, oh, okay, well, like, I'm gonna go to get crawfish on Friday, or, like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get king cake, or, like, I'm gonna go do this, and, or, you know, I'm gonna go watch a movie, or, like you said, I'm gonna get a massage, I'll have a glass of wine at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go peruse the mall. I don't know. Whatever, you know, fits your fancy. Um, but I think it's important, like you said, to be able to reward yourself and those are some of the things um, that I personally would do. Yeah. And like you said, motivated, getting motivated, um, getting organized, excuse me. Um, so I'm a, I'm not a planner person. I, I want to so desperately be a planner person. I've never been a planner person. I've been trying to use planners since I was like in junior high. <laughs> Just doesn't Don't work. work. Not my thing. Like I bought a planner every year in high school, and like I wrote my name in it. I have a, a not beautiful your name. planner. That's it. Mm. I have a beautiful planner sitting on my dresser right now. There's not, I didn't even write my name in that one. Um, <laughs> and it's for it's for 2020. I bought it last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a phone person. Like mm-hmm. I have books I've written in my phone. I have, You're the techie. Yeah, I, I, my budget is in my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, life plans, my son's milestones, like everything I put, everything in my phone. Um, yeah, that's why I email myself stuff. I can't leave lose that stuff. That stuff is valuable. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that's that's the kind of person I am. Like I use my reminders. I put things in my planner. Um, so if you know that you're that type of person, it's okay. I do believe in writing things down, and I I like what you said about writing things down in something that has like a reminder. So like I have this um, I have this notebook, and it has a different scripture at the bottom. So it's just scriptures that encourage me. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when I'm writing like my visions or things that I want to accomplish or just thoughts, um, I look at that scripture and say, Hey, that's a good one. I like circle it. Like, Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's, I needed that today. You know? Yeah. Um, so, um, I do believe I like writing things down is important, but as far as like day to day, today, I, I use my phone um, a lot. I'm going to keep trying to be a planner person though. Like I'm not going to give yeah, up. Don't I'm going to keep trying. <laughs> I'm gonna keep try. It hasn't worked in like 20 years. But I'm, I'm going to keep trying. Um, and was that all that you asked me to do, Paul? Yeah, just your thoughts. And like, okay. kind of, you answered, you know, our general questions of just what do you yeah, do to get motivated? And like, mm-hmm. how do you reward yourself and stuff like that? Um, any tips? Like, I know I brought up, and I know because you had one as well, like those, whether it's people or things in your life that sometimes have to push you even harder so like we joked about having chairs who you know talk reckless to you but sometimes it's like talking reckless to yourself and having to like push through and figure that out any other like tips for our ebony's who like you know they're just struggling and so maybe they're trying some of these things but it's just it hasn't clicked for them like where they can kind of get back on track and find their um find their mojo again important to have an accountability partner mm-hmm. um and just you, you know having somebody that you can trust um to say hey like these are the things that i want to accomplish i really need like i trust you when i need 
I need you to like call me out, like you said. Um, not I mean, reckless if, if you need them to do that, but um, just having somebody, um, you know, that you can, you can, you can kind of vent to and tell things to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think can really somebody who's like have has the same ambitions, has the same drive, wants some of the same things in life. Um, they can push you and remind you and say, hey, no, remember, like, no. Like, this is what we're doing. Um, I think also, like, the distractions. You said something so um, pertinent. Like, I've been distracted. Like, if it's not one thing, it's another. It's another, like, mm-hmm. we won the natty yesterday. So, like, I've been on my phone all day. <laughs> in the midst of me being so busy. I've still been on my phone yeah. um, because we won the national championship. Right. Forever LSU. Like, so I'm just like, okay. And you know, like, I'm good for being like, oh, um, because y'all like to pull sends me stuff on Instagram all She'd be like, I'm on a pause. And I'm like, um, okay, so I'm still sending it anyway, me, but. Text it to me. Like, <laughs> but then I'll be on there, like, the, like, the next day. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. like silencing like outside voices like whatever you do like I know my sister does a social media fast every year mm-hmm. um, or December like she does not get on social media at all like unplugged completely so when she comes into the new year she's like fresh mm, like, she's that's ready smart. to like that's really write. smart she's ready to brand like and then it gives her time to like really be present with her family during the holiday season and our family and all of that mm-hmm. um so like she cuts it out completely um and then she's fresh like i said for the new year she's ready to you know um to 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 reintroduce to introduce fresh content and um you know just do things that would help propel um her brand and um, her career so um if you need to shut it down for a while, shut it down. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need a staycation, a vacation, a vacation, I don't know. Um, to <laughs> All vacations. Head, right. to, just to go away for a day, um, you know, to, to, like I said, to block out the noise. Um, that's something also. There are writing retreats. Like um, if you're a student or um, you're looking to, um, you know, just kind of further your writing or your research there's plenty of writing retreats um conferences coming up um it's okay to go to a conference by yourself like if you want to be focused and kind of get on it professionally those are things that i think can really help also And when you get around like-minded people um i think that sparks at least for me it does like i'm inspired by people especially women who are like killing it Mm -hmm. like our um our Ebony in the spotlight coming up, like mm-hmm. people like that, like just, just it's motivating. Yeah. Um, so you know, get around like positivity, like get around like people who are like infectious, like um, and get around people who are like um, accomplishing and doing things that you want to do, mm-hmm. um, and that may help boost like your morale. Um, and read too, like if you are, you know, in a specific field or um, you're looking to like. Um, strengthen a skill set or um, dive into a new skill set or you look for motivation like reading a book like if you can't um, readily access um, like a, a conference or whatever like reading a book and getting those skills also can help to get um, motivated like self-help books or like mm-hmm. um, just I mean Barnes and Noble's has plenty of Everything. I ordered like three yeah. the other day that I mean I'm, I want to read because I know it's going to help 
like my outlook on life. Mm-hmm. Um, and even going out. to Barnes and I like really enjoy going in Barnes and Noble and like walking around and something about, like you said, being just surrounded by knowing that you're going to somehow gain some knowledge and yeah, figure yeah, something out. By knowledge, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Love it. So yeah, like going to Barnes and Noble, like all those things are, I think, um, definitely can, can spark and, um, kind of catalyze, um, motivation and getting back on track because we all know that we desperately, maybe y'all don't, but we desperately <laughs> um, need to get back on it because I feel like this is like a season where like, I feel like we're in a season where like we, like big things can happen, like we can make big things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, just from like a woman of color standpoint, like I feel like this is our season um, to, to be change agents and to um to make noise and like i don't know like yeah it's put our energy into the world so i think that it's important that we capitalize and um i know that like our the day-to-day is so so difficult and so so mundane sometimes but i feel like um like if we can grasp it like this is our season so we gotta gotta make it happen gotta make it happen so definitely you know Hope that these tips help you guys. Like y'all know this if you listen, but we always, we don't tell you things that we wouldn't do ourselves. And so just know that, you know, any of these things are things that um, have worked for us or that we're currently working on. And um, Ebony's in the Ivory, the purpose is to support you as you figure this out because we have been there um, and sometimes we are right there alongside you. So Um, Hopefully these are useful tips and tools. Um, And like I said, check out the blog if you have more or write us and hit us up on the blog or any of the ways that you can communicate with us um, and let us know your thoughts on maybe what things you do to shake back and to get back on track after taking a little pause. Um, And so speaking of pauses, we're going to take a little pause right here um, for our break before we come back with the second half of our show and all of our signature segments. Ebony's, we are back with the second half of our show um, in our signature segment. First up, Dr. Bell's favorite two words, culture corner. Culture corner. Or culture corner, like I always say. 2020. Um, 2020. (laughs) Um, So this is our segment for those of you that maybe are listening for the first time where we highlight things going on in higher education um, that affect or potentially may influence people of color, particularly women of color. Um, and so I recently found an article in the Journal for Blacks in Higher Ed, uh, which I thought was pretty cool um, because it kind of addressed one of the intersections of what we do through Ebony's and the Ivory um, of talking about the relationship between African-Americans and Latinos. And so um, what I came across was a story about a black, um, a black HBCU, um, historically black, 
college and university for people who don't know what that is. Um, Virginia Union University um, is actually creating this like collaborative partnership um, to try to reach out to more Hispanic students um, to attend. And so um, this particular HBCU um, in that the state of Virginia, their Hispanic Commerce um, Chamber of Commerce signed a resolution to jointly promote education um, to those who are considered socially and economically disadvantaged. And so what's pretty cool about this is like um, it kind of calls for a, a pretty exclusive uh, relationship um, between like the African-American and Latino communities at large, which is pretty cool because we all know that when you leverage um, individual powers or segmented power, you create, you know, a stronger fist to kind of fight against other injustices and things like that. And so um, what's pretty cool about that is just now it's going to create more economic opportunities, educational opportunities, um, cultural understanding and development, a, um, everything, anything you could probably think of. And so um, I think the reason why it was considered so historic is just the fact that prior to this, um, you know, while HBCUs have been open to anyone um, since their inception, um, sometimes it does need to be said to say, like, this is also a place for you um, if you are interested in coming and being a part of, like, what still is a cultural shift and movement um, yeah. by attending HBCU. And so um, what's pretty just cool about it is that it really creates um, an unprecedented opportunity for both Black and Latino students to uh, attend school together, to learn from one another, um, and just really being able to sort of think differently about how we view education, but more so about how we leverage um, power that we have as individual, like domestic minority cultural groups. And so um, I'm excited about that. I was really excited when I read that story, just kind of us understanding through Ebony's and the Ivory, like the importance of, you know, communities of color coming together. That's why um, EITI is for women of color um, as a as a whole. Um, but particularly when you think about that in terms of higher ed, I think it's pretty significant. Um, we also know that there are plenty of shared struggles um, between those two groups, as well as other ethnic minority groups as well. But um, the institutional biases that most of us experience as people as people of color are the same. Um, right. They may look different in, in presentation, but we all experience those things um, and those biases affect our ability to be able to become educated in the way that we would like in systems that were not designed uh, for us to become educated. And so um, I just really was excited when I saw that because I thought that was pretty, pretty cool um, yeah. to see. So, Dr. Bell, any thoughts on that? I mean, I, I like that not only is it um, like the start of a relationship or uh, kind of the proclamation of relationship, but I like that it's also cross-cultural. So, yeah. both cultures are learning um, from each other. Um, I work with brown and black kids mm -hmm. um majority of the population of students that i serve are brown and black um even um in my graduate in the graduate program that i teach um so i think that this um allows students to actively um experience like culturally like relevant and culturally responsible pedagogy and i think you know we know that um students who are minorities or minoritized students um definitely I guess grasp um or when when the when the curriculum 
um, is is centered and catered um, towards them culturally. So I think I think it's a, it's a great move. I mean, I think like you said, it's it's one thing to um, have an open um, policy or open enrollment or admission for all students, but to actively state, you know, these are the students that we want. We want to um, be inclusive mm-hmm. um, to this specific population of students. I think that's really important. So yeah, we're all in the struggle together. So yeah, for sure. I'm super excited about it. If for even for that to be um, brought to the forefront in this way is pretty cool. So um, if you are interested in that relationship, or maybe you live in the state of Virginia, go check out um, more details about that historic resolution um, to really see what options might be available. Um, to you, particularly those of you who are maybe interested in graduate programs um, and really seeing uh, what may be available. So check it out. Um, And kudos to Virginia Union University for making such a historic shift and change um, and highlighting uh, opportunities for people of color. So kudos to you guys. Um, And then our last signature segment of the show, which this is our favorite part for real, even though we joke, we joke about culture corner because neither one of us say it properly because we're from Louisiana and that's just how we talk. But um, we are super excited about our Ebony's in the spotlight. Um, I'm excited because this is my friend for real, my friend. Um, and um, pretty much a partner in crime for me since being in more the the world of like sport and mental health and the overlap there. And um, we present together. We like vent a lot uh, about being in this world um, because it is really difficult sometimes as a woman to be in the sport world. But then as a woman of color, there are just some layers there that people do not understand where we came from and we're taking over. And so um, it is nice to have like a partner in crime who gets it. Uh, She too is an LSU alum. I don't think I put that in her bio in here, but she is a tiger. Okay, good. Cause I'm going to say it again. Um, and so, so she's a tiger, but she also went to the University of Alabama. Um, yeah, I mean, you, we know which one you really love. Right. And we know which one really educated you the best. So you know, we're just, we're going to leave it at that. Um, but I do want to take a second to highlight Dr. T.M. Robinson Mosley. Um, she is, um, an academic administrator. Um, she is affectionately known as just Mosley. She always reminds people, um, so that they remember that's either like Beyonce or Oprah. Like she only needs a one name type of moniker. That's her thing. Um, so she always makes sure that she says that, um, she is the founder of Mosley and Associates Consulting, uh, where she focus is, she focuses solely on the overlap and the intersection between mental health and athletics, which is really cool. And so um, she manages that firm and really helps athletes, their families, um, and universities really understand um, life beyond the sport. So whether that's the academic part of it, career development, um, and then she's an LPC like us as well. So um, she can offer them also counseling services um, as well. So she's worked for about 12 years um, at a number of institutions um, with within different service areas. So everything from academic and student affairs um, to instruction, to mental health, to athletics, of course, um, as well as done research. And so over the course of her career, 
She's because of that, um, garnered a lot of leadership positions, um, at a number of different types of institutions, particularly, um, centered around positions that help and assist, uh, diverse populations as well. Um, and so for her, I think it's been really cool to watch, um, the evolution of not only her career, but just what she has been able, um, to do as like a researcher and a known person in the field, um, to really, kind of highlight mental health um, and sport in a way that people really just don't do. And so um, what she kind of goes around the country doing is like at different schools really being able to help implement workshops and programs um, and program evaluations um, to really help student athletes learn effective skills or help the staff that work with those students um, really learn what's needed because they're such a unique population. And so currently, um, in addition to obviously running her firm, she serves as a special advisor to the college provost and the executive chancellor at the University of California, Santa Cruz. Um, and prior to that, she was the uh, interim associate vice chancellor for student engagement and development um, and the dean of students at that same university. And so um, she continues to do adjunct teaching um, at Spelman. So she's in that. She also like goes back to Atlanta. She's based in Atlanta. This like woman is all over the place all the time. Um, she's such a beast, such a great friend and colleague. Um, and like I mentioned, you know, she got her Bachelor of Arts in Psych from the University of Alabama. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> who was sitting at the house last night watching the Tigers play um, and then got her master's from the exact same program that Dr. Bell and I yes. actually um, completed um, her master of arts in mental health counseling from LSU national champions. Boop, 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 boop. Um, and also her PhD in counseling and psychological services from Georgia state university. So she is an all around, a renaissance woman who does it all. Um, definitely a great representation of everything that Ebony's in the ivory is. Um, and definitely a great resource for people, whether you're interested in mental health or sport or administration or higher ed, um, just someone people should really just kind of know. And so I'm super proud to know her. I'm proud of like literally probably every week or so or every other week I get a text from her about some other big thing she's done or a contract she's gotten or whatever. And um, it's just great to see her doing so, so well. Um, and so I'm super excited for her and very happy to get to highlight her for this month's Ebony in the Spotlight. So that's Dr. Mosley. You're Yay. awesome. Amazing. I want to be like you when I grow up. I know, right? It's like crazy. <laughs> crazy. Except for that part about going to Alabama. Yeah, I don't not want the Bama that. part, but everything else. <laughs> Part either, but we love the SEC. Right. Um, but everything else, like you're, you're, you're awesome. Yes. Um, we appreciate you being a, a light um, and, and a role model. Yes, um, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. For read her full bio um, and get to connect with her. Yeah, definitely get inspired. So 
Well, that brings us to the end of our first episode of season three, our first episode of 2020, and our first episode of the decade. Um, So exciting. So much in store for season three, as always. We hope that y'all are keeping yourselves up on all the seasons. If you haven't, you got a little time, go back and catch up, see what's going on. Let us know what else you would like to see in this season. Um, it is our goal as we are also working on our shake back, like we said, to make sure that we are sharing, um, updated and exclusive content with you guys so that, um, it's connecting to what you're doing every day. Cause like we said, we're living it as well. And so we want to make sure that we are giving you guys, uh, more support and tips, um, based on what you need. So check out episodes, stay, stay tuned in with us. Um, as always, we appreciate your dedication, your love, your support, your feedback. We see you guys on social media and all of that shouting us out. And we appreciate that so, so much. Yes. Um, make sure that now that we're back, that you are on the lookout for EITI Tuesdays. It's every Tuesday. There is some sort of content coming out from us um, about what we have going on. Um, if you haven't already, but if you're tuned in, we hope that you are, but make sure you like, follow, and subscribe on social media, on our podcast platforms, um, and that you just check us out and see what we have going on. Um, and if you would like to highlight either yourself or a friend or a colleague, um, like we often do for our Ebony's in the Spotlight, make sure that you go to the website at www.ebonysintheivory.com um, and submit your accomplishment or your friend's accomplishment so that we can celebrate you and we can highlight you and talk about how much of a boss you are um, to everyone else listening. So if you have someone in mind, then make sure that you let us know and we might just have you featured on a future episode. Um, So Dr. Bell, that's it. Anything else before we end for the people? Just big things coming for 2020, Lord willing. Um, we have to get ourselves together because we have some exciting things coming. Yeah. Um, especially around the summer. So, um, we're getting ready. So make sure y'all are ready as well. Get ready so you ain't got to get ready later. Okay. <laughs> so we will see you guys next time. Until then, make sure that you are tuned in and we'll see you soon or we'll talk to you soon. Bye, people. Bye.